It is the Nico and Chris Bears post game wrap up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. And I'm Chris, and we are five days away from Chicago Bears football. Can you friggin' believe it? Five whole American days. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's. It's so incredible that we're here because I think I've been hyped since literally the last game of last season. I don't everything. I mean, it was a horrible season, obviously finished <laughs> uh, three and 14, but yeah, the hopes it, were so high. You had number one draft pick. We did a whole show on that. It's, it's crazy because, uh, and this is kind of part of the reason why I want to do this episode is Mainly because, like, we spent the whole season basically celebrating and anticipating the worst team in the league last year. We spent (laughs) nine whole months, like, basically excited about the team that was statistically one of the worst. And not just by wins and losses, by a lot of other metrics. And here we are, like you said, five days away. And we're incredibly hyped. This is how – and you're going to agree with me because you know exactly the feeling. Bears football hasn't been this hype before an opening game since the season after they went 12 and four. Remember the winning season? And they thought they were going to the Super Bowl the next year after the double doink. Yeah. Like, after uh, 2018, right? Yeah. After 2018, this is probably even, uh, this is probably as hype or if not even more um, hype and excitement than that, you know, season, that following season, you know what I mean? And right. there's, and- there's a big no, part there, of it, it's it's not hinging on one or two players like it was last season. I mean, the, yeah, the last time we were this hype. Right, because like back then, people were hoping that, you know, Mitch Trubisky would become an MVP candidate and um, the offense would get better and the defense was only going to get better even though they lost Vic Fangio. And it was just like, but it was just like, there was really no bad vibes coming into that season you know what i mean everybody was just like no we we're finally in charge of this we know what we're doing and then it just like it fell apart and it's the same setup man it's the packers again it's gonna be the 325 game if you're in central time zone which is america's game on fox you know it's all setting up for this big thing and is it gonna be are you gonna slip on the banana peel you know what i mean when the light shine on you I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of nervous about that. No, of course. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it a little bit was because I think um, it's okay to be overhyped. It's okay to be like, you know, it's, it, the, you know, the, the super fan and be like, you know, we're going to win the game 72 to three. You know what I mean? And th- there's, there's this, but there's also this feeling this this black this cloud that's always been there waiting to rain on you because we've been there before as fans you know and that's the thing that um (laughs) it's the thing that always creeps in doubt you know it's the thing where even though you go into the second first half like you finish the first half and you're up 21 to 10 you're like okay how are they going to give up 17 points now and then have to crawl their way back. Because we've seen it happen so many times. Oh, it's it's textbook. It's textbook bear. It's like, it's after the introduction chapter in the Being a Bears fan book, it's chapter two. It's legitimately (laughs) because the first chapter is like, we were good in the 1940s, and then there was that time where we just kind of forgot how to play football for 57 years. You know what I mean? Like, it, it... it's it's astounding like how exciting it has been but every week 
the dread has kind of slipped in a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. It was great when they had the number one pick and traded away and got DJ Moore because everything was everything was coming up Melhouse, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I, I would say my only worry, my only real worry is that Justin Fields plays terrible. Um, but I, I don't think he'll play terrible. I don't think that's going to be the case. My worry is if he has a pretty good day. And I mean, like, let's just say he throws two touchdowns and has 250 yards passing and like no interceptions and they still lose by like less than a score. Are people going to accept that? Are they going to be like, no, he should be throwing like five touchdowns a game. Cause like, <clears throat> I just don't know if they're ready yet. You know what I mean? Again, worst team last year you know what i mean it's not you know that's it's they're still a little bit further away than we think i think you know what i mean yeah it's, it is easy to forget like you said statistically one of the worst teams in football and then on top of that this is year two of what they considered a blow up so right they got rid of a lot of key components last year that they thought were going to take them to the promised land at some point if i remember reading color uh, correctly um there's only 11 players left from the Ryan Pace era on this roster. Not necessarily a bad thing, but no, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, but if you want to say like, well, how are they still rebuilding? That's my point. In only two years, there's only 11 guys left from that, from that guy's, you know, tenure as the general manager, like they've done that much turnover and it's so hard to like, not only evaluate talent, bring in talent, put that talent to work, and then be like, oh, yeah, every single guy we sign is great, and we're going to be a great team all of a sudden in yeah. two seasons. That's <laughs> that's where – that's because, again, it's not just that, like, you know, it hinges a lot on Justin Fields. Like, you know, the defense wasn't great last year either after a while, especially after they traded Quint, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. The defense fell to shit, you know. And so the defense has a lot of questions. This team has a lot of questions. And this is something I didn't want to bog down on the first episode after the game. It's something to think about. But also, it's not something to be, um, you know, like I said, dread earlier. It shouldn't be the the worry. Because there there is something positive to look forward to. You know what I mean? Um, I think... If it wasn't Jordan Love, I think this game would be a little bit harder to swallow right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, of course, it was just like some feckless rookie from like, you know, San Diego State Technical College and pool skimming school or something like that. You know what I mean? Then you'd be like, oh, they'll probably win this game by by like seven. But, you know, it is a new face Packers you know, well, it's, it's funny how the, the narrative around that team went from nobody was gelling in practice to all of a sudden Jordan loves a world beater. Oh my God. I know. Right. And like, I can't help but think there's maybe not a lot of truth to that so much <laughs> as, you know, the Packers still are one of the most popular franchises nationwide. I just remember like the first week of like training camp, like a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. And he was, like, missing five-yard throws in the end zone, the guys. Now, granted, it was just drills. It wasn't like there were no, um, you know, there were no linemen or anything like that. But he was, like, overthrowing dudes, like, five, six yards away. And everyone's like, wow, really? And then, like, his practices, he kind of stunk. But then he had, like, a couple good – he had a couple good quarters in the the preseason. And it's just like – 
Well, he's probably not. Look, he's probably not bad. I'm not going to say he's good or he's probably not bad. They wouldn't have stuck with him if they thought he was bad. You know what I mean? Even with the first round thing and all that stuff, they probably would have already drafted somebody else because, I mean, the Packers don't sign free agents anyhow, but they probably would have drafted someone else if they really felt like, okay, maybe this guy isn't very good. Um, Well, my hope going into the season was that, uh, you know, Rodgers being the gigantic prick he has kind of set him up for failure. You very seldom saw those two talking on the sidelines, going over clipboards, discussing plays. I mean, it's, it, you know, we've talked about this before. Favre and Rodgers didn't really get along, but Favre did set him up to be an NFL quarterback. Right. No, and, and there were times, I, I, I think even Favre even mentioned, like the first year or so, he, re- he rarely ever talked to Rodgers because it was like he just didn't want – he didn't want to give – the kid and he, he just didn't want to give him the time of day. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how much more their their relationship proved probably a little bit better, but it, it's that that's where I mean they're still the Green Bay Packers. I hate to say it, I hate to give them credit, but have they lucked into their third grade quarterback? We don't know because they could still be the Green Bay Packers and have a mediocre quarterback, so it doesn't matter. You know what yeah. I mean? They can still draft good players, but if their quarterback's only as good as Alex Smith, let's say, with no other real talent around him, you're not going to get very far with that. Um, and then there's like, but again, it, it just, it, you know, that's the swirling like sensation. It's just like, oh, God, I just alone with the thoughts. And it's going to be bad until the game actually starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just gonna, these thoughts are just going to stick around. <laughs> You know, it's so it's such a Bears fan thing. I need like I'm gonna need 55 years of great football before I can before I can shake (laughs) off this pain of bad feelings. Well, keep uh, you know, only speaking in terms of Week One and not trying to sound like I give a flying fuck about the Packers, but they lost a lot of components too. No, they're kind of they're kind of on a redo as well. Yeah, there's a couple guys that are gone. Rogers took Cobb and Lazard with him. Yeah, I mean, we took Tanyan. Yeah, we did sign. Yeah, the Bears signed Robert Tanyan for sure. I mean, there's there's definitely a they're definitely skewing younger again. The the Packers and um, but so are the Bears. I think the Bears are still going to be. Last year, they were the youngest team in the league. I think they've only risen to third youngest team in the league. So, hey, we're, it's still a very young team. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of young talent. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, they, they, there's a lot of – there's still a lot of questions going in. And, you know, what you don't want – I think the thing I want to do with this is just, like, calm – down the idea of like okay well it was pretty cool last year and they lost so this year they're gonna win because now they know how not to lose right like because that's kind of a stupid notion yeah yeah um i think if they do win a, a lot of games and this is something i'll ask you in a little while um if they do win some games i think they're gonna win we expect them to yeah for sure but I think it's going to be in the variety of like your 35 to 33s. Cause it, I just, I don't know if this defense is any good. You know what I mean? They were bad last year. They didn't really up 
upgrade the defensive line, except for they signed Yannick Ngakwe about three weeks, four weeks ago. And, you know, again, he's just getting in and he's just an edge rusher. He's not a defensive tackle. Um, you know, they famously traded up, traded back one spot to get Darnell Wright and not take Jalen Carter. So Jalen Carter's success this year will kind of be looked at if he plays really well, because then all the Bears pundits will be like, well, there he is having a good year. How come, you know, on the surface, how come the Bears didn't take him? You know what I mean? And so I think, like you said, this is still a team in rebuild. Like, no matter what you think, you know, if you go from three wins to 11 wins, it's not uncommon. It happens in the NFL a lot. They have parity built in for a reason. But right, I would think – and I mean, this is just me saying, don't think Eagles like the way Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did last year, how much they improved. Because two years ago, when Jalen Hurts became the full time starter, they still went to the playoffs. They struggled, but they still went to the playoffs. Last year, they made it to the Super Bowl and lost, but they made it to the Super Bowl. They still have a lot of great talent built in on that team. And I would suggest, you know, Bears fans think more like think more like how the Lions got good last year, you know, halfway through the season. And, you know, they upset some teams down the road and they finished up nine and eight with some good momentum. And granted, you don't want to finish nine and eight and be like, okay, next year we have to wait another nine months to see how good this thing is. Because, like, right now the Lions are kind of like the little darling. But I think yeah, the, as far as the, the media at large cannot get enough of Dan Campbell they, be, because it sells. I mean, you know, people love the bravado and that's the thing that team has never for a team called the Lions. They've had a lot of coaches who do nothing but whimper, you know, mm-hmm. to use an adjective that that, you know, instead of roar, they don't ha- they never had coaches that really. You know, most of their coaches are a bunch of wimps or Matt hey, Patricia, who's a big fat instead bat. of letting out a roar. Their team has been a bore. See, I was getting there, yeah. Suck it, great pieces of shit. (laughs) But it's like, it's always the same. It's just some guy, you know, it's always a guy. Yeah. And Dan Campbell, in a way, was a guy a couple years ago. And then he comes out and he just goes like, yeah, we're just going to beat the crap out of you. And we're really not interested in any other way to play football. And it's like, okay, you know, that's that's, that's that goatee. And that used yeah. car salesman swagger. <laughs> but he, I, he turned to the city of Detroit. He said, what is it going to take to get you into this 2007 Miata today? I know it's got 119,000 miles, but that's just experience, buddy. Yeah, the, <laughs> the T-tops don't open anymore. <laughs> Cruise control hasn't worked. Uh the handbrake doesn't work. The uh, windshield wiper doesn't work. I'm still I not mean, happy that uh, they traded David Montgomery to Detroit. That's uh, that stung a little bit. Free agent, free agency, I, right? right still, I mean, good for him getting paid, but yeah, I, I I'm not too as much as I like David Montgomery. I'm not too upset by. It. I was actually watching. Um, Fox 32 was showing that Patriots <clears> game <throat> last year, the one that the last game the Bears won last year. Mm-hmm. And it was like an edited version, so it was like only the Monday night game, right? Huh? That was the Monday night game, right? Yeah, the Monday night. Yeah, the Monday night. Absolutely dismantled the Patriots. Yeah, you know, rewatching the game, it's just like, wow, dude. I'm like, they just look like a they looked like a competent team. 
you know? And it's so astounding because like, <laughs> like what was Belichick thinking? Did Belichick have no idea like how to defend this team? You know what I mean? Like they couldn't even score against the Washington commanders the week before. Like remember how piss poor they looked against the commanders? Yes. Oh my God. And, yeah. And it's just like, and all of a sudden here they come like, and it wasn't a perfect game. You know, Justin still threw an interception, but for the most part, the rushing attack worked, and the, you know, they had a couple tricks under their sleeve that, you know, it, it ended up being a, a positive, it ended up looking good. And they dominated the whole game, like offense, defense, and special teams. But my, uh, the, the, where I was getting to at first was that like watching David Montgomery compared like a Khalil Herbert or like when Justin runs with the ball, man, he just looks so slow. And I think what Ryan Poles is emphasizing a lot more is speed on this team. Now, speed comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. So, I mean, but, like, I think speed's going to be the name of the game on this offense for sure. Snortability. Yeah, exactly. Like, watching that pre – I don't know if you watched any of the preseason, but there was that first play or second play where he just tosses it to DJ Moore. And then DJ Moore from, like, just turns around and turns on the boosters. And, like, he's just down the field before you knew it. And scores a touchdown. And then the next possession, he, again, just makes it. And I'll say one thing. Justin did his progressions. Granted, it's preseason, so I'm not going to get too hyped up about that. But Justin makes his read, sees Khalil Herbert in the flat, tosses it to him, and Herbert, again, just turns on the boosters. And all of a sudden, he's in the end zone before you know it. And so I think what pulls and what, you know, I'm sure Getzey and Eberflus are all working for is, you know, more speed on the offense because it can't just be Justin being the fastest guy out there. You know what I right. mean? The, um, the league has figured that out, so. Right. And, I mean, trust me, he's still got the wheels. But it, if they can figure out a way where there's more than one guy who's got the wheels, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat. You know, it's going to be right. a hard – a long, a longer season for most teams than normal. You know what I mean? Maybe the Bears won't be the team. Granted, maybe they won't go to the playoffs. Maybe they will, but maybe we also won't be the team where teams go, "All right, we don't have to worry about them next week." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be really nice to get to the level of an NFL team where it's like teams do have to second guess when they come to, you know, Soldier Field or when they have to play the Bears. You know what I mean? An NFL competency, as it were. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a lot to go, you know, there's a lot of, you know, going on before this season even starts. And um, it, it gives you uh, my point. And again, I am going to miss David Montgomery, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, get your money. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't going to be with this team. This team wasn't going to pay, unfortunately. So, um, I want to ask you, uh, since you are you, since you are a namesake on this show, <laughs> uh, shit, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to break it to you. You're part of everything now. The show loses money. It's coming out of your pocket too, Paul. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> um, what are your not, and I don't mean reasonable expectations. What are just your expectations? Like, do you see this team? Could they make, in your mind, can this team make the playoffs to you? You know what I mean? Uh, I'd really like to see it, but uh, 
I'm not going to be happy with anything less than nine wins. Right. Okay. For sure. That that's that's fair. Because again, I'm, I'm trying to keep my expectations in, in check here. I, I don't want to be like, oh, well, they could be the Chiefs, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's like someone brought up a few weeks ago. Like, if you look at the Chiefs' numbers, like they're good, and they, you know, they have they make opportunities for themselves, but they don't blow out teams anymore. People, you know, they they just they you know they win they win pretty well. I mean, they they only beat the Eagles by three oh. points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's a very funny tweet a couple weeks ago about sure. the NFL. Said, uh, <laughs> being a Chiefs fan has got to be the hardest thing in the world. We haven't won a Super Bowl in months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give him credit on that one. That's, That's a good one. Pretty, pretty good. But, I mean, yeah, you know, realistically, uh, this is the NFL. Any team can beat any other team. That's, you know, we say any given Sunday for a reason. Right, right. I, I think there is a there's there's a stigma around that game too because you know the Chiefs complained in the league because that was supposed to be the Germany game, right? And they're like, well, we're not going to lose that home revenue because you know the Bears travel so well. And actually, I work with guys who are like, man, this really sucks. I was planning to go to Germany for that game. That was going to be my excuse for a vacation. That's you, insane to me. You know how <laughs> these fans travel. I mean, no, for sure. It, it, it's just cr- well, I remember last year. After that, after that Patriots game, the Bears played the Cowboys. Remember, and it was that kind of back and forth game. Mm-hmm. Even the for a while, anyway. Yeah, for a little bit. Even the announcers were like, "It's like 55-45 Cowboys to Bears fans." Like they said, "There's a lot of orange in these stands." And I'm like, "There always is. No matter where the Bears play, there's always there's always representative Bears fans." Um. Yeah, I think. Nine is a reasonable number, uh, you know, but if they like, if they like just stump, like, unless it's like a lot of injuries, but let's say Justin Fields can start all 17. All right. If they only get to six, there's a lot of deep concern, you know, questions to be asked. Right. Um, and it just, I don't think it just only begins and starts with fields. Cause then you have to start looking at the coaching, you know, um, What's Eberflus doing? What's Getzy doing? What's, you know, you know, the O-line, you know, this coach, that coach. I mean, and even if they win eight or nine, you know, let's say the defense is terrible again. Is Ryan Poles going to let, you know, Eberflus keep Allen Williams? Or are they going to have to have a serious talk and like, all right, do you really think this guy should be the defensive coordinator? Because like two back-to-back years and no improvement. Now, granted, it's still a rebuild, so maybe they give them another slide, but you got to see something, you know. So they're as a team, as a team, this team has a lot riding on it. As a player, Justin Fields has an entire universe riding on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I think obviously there's more to Justin Fields' personal success as a Chicago Bear than what the bears will do. You know what I mean? I think fans, you know, it's just, there's just so much that, that it's such a hard team to be a fan of sometimes because you only want the best for the team. And the second it doesn't happen, you know, you just, you turn into the worst, you know? Oh, trust me. I know. (laughs) Yeah. You turn into your worst self. And, you know, you think and you think these things, you think you say these things that like, you know, but in the end, 
it, there's there's a lot of factors that go on. Like you know, they beat the pay, they beat the Patriots, right? The next four weeks, the Bears were the number one scoring team in the league for a calendar month, and they lost every game. They're averaging thirty points a game. And they lost every single one. That that's how piss poor they were. But they were probably the most exciting team in football, and they won zero games. <laughs> Well, Keith, you know, on the one hand, yeah, it makes sense because they were putting together an offense that I think both management and the fans truly think is going to be a world beater, and maybe this season. But they also pretty much forced the hand of the rebuild by imploding the defense. I mean, and the offense too, because remember last year there was like it was it was Montgomery and Herbert and Mooney. No one knew what was going to. Cole Komet had a very nice year and got a new contract, but no one saw Cole Komet having a really nice year last year. Right. Yeah. Chase Claypool came over. He didn't do too terribly much. He didn't do much, but it's also like, but it's also like, okay, what, you know, yeah. What does Chase Claypool add? You know, can he add stuff this year? And now you have a wide receivers room where DJ Moore is your best wide receiver by a mile. And he was the best wide receiver in Carolina with nobody throwing to him. Mm-hmm. What's it, you know, if Justin Fields is the shit, like what's what's that going to look like? I think and I and I'm just saying this cuz I'm being the ass. I think the first play they're just going to go for a bomb for the end zone. Oh, that would be so sick. I I, I think they are. I think they're just going to be like, "All right, stop this." You know what I mean? Like just to see if see what see what happens, you know? But yeah, it, there's just it is a different offense from last year. Like again, for them to score thirty points a game last year with a bunch of you know nobodies, and now they have a bunch of guys that can do some production. Oh, and I mean, don't even forget the young wide receiver they drafted, Tyler Scott, who is just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, he's a, he's a burner on the field, you know. And once if they can develop him properly, who knows what his ceiling could be. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks, but there's also this isn't the same. See, I think in years past, the Bears would go into the new season and it would be legitimately mostly the same roster. But they're like, we got this guy off the Seahawks and he's been a bench player for like 11 years, but we gave him starter money this year. So he's going to be our starting tight end and he can't run more than a he can't run better than a 5.1 in the 40 anymore. So. <laughs> He hasn't caught a ball since 2009 either. Uh, so you, you, you just described like 17 different players, by the way. I know that's, but that's going all the way back to the nineties. That's such a bears thing. Like they would just sign these guys who were just guys. So this man was a starting running back an all pro running back for the Dallas Cowboys in 1987. <laughs> it's right. 2001, but we got him. <laughs> he, <laughs> His number finally came down to something we're willing to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like You guys want to pay Jared Allen eight figures, nine seasons after he was worth anything? Okay. Oh my let's God. do that. That's still possibly the worst free agent contract. Oh. And it's only it's it's the, I think the only reason it doesn't have the shadow that it should is because Lamar Houston was also signed in that offseason and he tore his goddamn ACL sacking Jimmy Gabagool. In a both, both of his ACLs. That's right. It was both of them. <laughs> they were. It was like fifty to twenty-five in the fourth quarter. 
<laughs> it wasn't even a good sack. It was just a routine. Well, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jumped up and fucking Zach Taylor roached himself. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, Jared Allen was – I remember that first month, Jared Allen, like, they said he had pneumonia, but then I heard he had mono, and he had lost, like, 35 pounds. And it's just like, ah. Uh. Remember, because remember, I don't know if you remember this, their target that off season, that was the year after – that was the year after uh, they went 8-8 eight and eight under Mark Tressman. But remember, they, they lost that game, that, that final game of the season, the Packers, the Randall Cobb, Chris Conti thing. Yep. Where where Aaron Rodgers snapped the ball six days after the game was finished, um, we got to tell the story every time it comes up. No, I know. I'm just that, I, that but, play clock hit zero, and I turned to Tory and I said, "That's delay a game." And I turned around, and the ball still hadn't been hiked. <laughs> and they let the play go. And then the refs were like, "Oh, we always let it go an extra tick." It's like an extra tick, dude. It was like. If there was a metronome, it would have been 500 beats a minute. He still wouldn't have got it off, you know? And he's not wrong. It's one, zero, flag. That's the extra tick. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had the rest of the night. That ball still might not be hyped. (laughs) That's actually a great point. But that offseason, their number one target was the other Bennett brother, Michael Bennett. They wanted Michael Bennett to be on the defensive line, and he ended up parlaying it into another like deal with I think the Seahawks. But he was basically like, "I ain't playing for the Bears." Like he made a big deal about not playing for the Bears, and I was like, "Man, fuck him!" And then of course, like the Bears came out the next season and just suck shit. So I mean, I guess he was right. (laughs) So I guess he was right. So then we get on Michael Bennett, get your money, dog. Um, Well, hey, you know. At least his brother Martellus talked a ton of shit about Green Bay. So <laughs> that's still that whole thread where he explained everything in like detail. And like every Packers fan was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly their comebacks. Like, that didn't happen. We respect people here in Green Bay. Yeah, sure you do. Maybe you just couldn't acclimate yourself to the Green Bay way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but they announced the, I believe it's going to be the 2025 NFL draft or the 2026 NFL draft. They're going to, mm-hmm. cause you know, now they're hosting it in different cities now. Yeah. Cause for years it, it, it was just, New York. Yeah. And then they did Chicago for like two, three years. Cause they wanted to test if anybody would actually go to the draft. And it turns out that yes, they would. Um, that it's not just a New York thing. They just announced that Green Bay is going to host it in a couple years. And I was like, they do realize, like, there's nothing there. There's the, there's the stadium and there's, like, a Denny's. Like, it, it, it's it's literally homes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to bring the element into that neighborhood. And I don't think that neighborhood is necessarily ready for it. And I mean, the, the only thing to do in Green Bay is drive to Minnesota. Like, <laughs> like I am surprised they chose. I think like, the, the Vikings might be the only fan base that hates Green Bay as much as we do. Because they mob those home games because it's such a pain in the ass to go to Green Bay home games. Right. So they just go ruin yeah. Vikings games. 
Yeah, for sure. Because they're like their waiting list for the season tickets is like seventy nine years. You know, some guy named some guy's got to got to wait for some old lady named Gertrude to die so he can move up one space in the season ticket <laughs> list. Which is where, considering their entire diet is melted cheese and caramelized onions, you think they'd be you know expiring a little sooner. Yeah, you think the average the, age the of the cardiovascular health can't be great <laughs> up up in Eau Claire territory. Yeah. Plus, those seats are, you know, they're pretty stiff, so it can't be good for circulation either. Yeah, backs uh, all sore. If they could feel their extremities anymore, which they cannot. <laughs> no, it, it's it, that is true. It's a good point. Like, you know, there's nothing worse, you know, the, the, the Vikings fans probably hate the Packers just as much as we do. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, uh, going back to what we were talking about, it just... What, football? Fuck that. Yeah, football. Um, you know, Chicago Bears football, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, touchdowns, things of the like. Um, yeah, I think I think it's okay to... If your real expectations in the back of your mind are like, you know, maybe this team wins eight wins, gets eight wins. You know what I mean? You know, maybe they survive and this and that. Because a lot of things ride on this. You know, the future rides on this season, too, because Justin Fields does good. That means contract talks have to start. And, you know, the Bears already re-signed Cole Komet. They've been wanting to re-sign Jalen Johnson. That's going to cost money. And if Justin Fields does well, that's going to cost money. And you have to real, and they have to look at how you have to structure the team around those contracts because those QB contracts are killers. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I don't know what kind of person Justin Fields is, but I'm sure he's also not going to take a deep discount to help the team because it's his view, it's his, it's his future and money too. So right. I don't, I don't know if he'll be like Aaron Rodgers bitching and moaning they don't get anybody for him, but then asking for another eighty million dollars guaranteed from the team, which then handcuffs their salary cap. Um. Which he so willingly gave back this offseason to the Jets, but he deferred it. He didn't he didn't give the money back. He just deferred it. So he's just gonna make it later, everybody. So for all the white people clutching their pearls that Aaron Rodgers gave money back, he's getting it later. <laughs> um Yeah, uh he, he got the Bobby Ronia deal, right? Yep. It's gonna send it's him like, a little bit of money, but for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's going to be like he like deferred thirty five million dollars of his guaranteed money. So, yeah, you'd be surprised how many guys have the Bobby Bonilla deal. Like, there are so many dudes like in multiple in different sports that have. Like, I know um, Max Scherzer, who pitches for the Rangers now, but when he was on the the, the Nationals, they still owe him until like the next decade. I, I think forgot Bryce, all about that guy. Yeah, Bryce Harper, who plays for the Phillies now, but was originally a national. He's got deferred money coming from the Nationals until like 2040. Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers, he's got money. Co- you know what I mean? There's a lot of dudes. I know Patrick Mahomes' contract. Those are the three whitest names. <laughs> <laughs> but they are some of the best players yeah. in Major League Baseball. How much money did Clayton Kershaw get? Certainly not that Bryce Harper money. <laughs> Well, he's got to get paid as good as Kyle Schwarber. Um, <laughs> people like Kyle Schwarber, so whatever. 
They do. You uh, know who loves Kyle Schwarber? Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> the burger man himself. That's right. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he pulled up. He's like, he's like, Schwarber, that's Italian, right? I was in a movie called The Italian Job. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother for <laughs> uh yeah so again tempering expectations is fine if you're a bears fan but if you still think like they're gonna win 13 games more power to you i think that's i think that's awesome you you do kind of want that energy too you don't want everybody in the in the stadium and at home going like well here's a seven win team you know because that's what we always think here's a five win team we get excited if they're going to be seven win teams sometimes because they don't absolute phenomenal best case scenario because their schedule is a little more favorable this year I think than last yeah. eleven wins. That's that's the absolute ceiling for me though. Eleven, you see, minus ten. Like, that's not that's not my realistic pick. That's my oh no, my god, no, yeah. could this team do it? Pick minus ten, and it's like almost a grind to get to ten, like. Like they start December and they're like six and seven, but then all of a sudden they just like they just went four, but in the hardest way possible, like you know, to end the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, think well, for me to consider the season a success, they got to come out of the division four and two. No, they have to. No, they they do. I think they have to um, be really competitive in the division because they went zero and six last year. Now again, they won three games, so of course. They weren't going to win a lot of division games, but, you know, they, they were close. And I think just about every game, except that one Lions game, that second Lions game, they weren't that close in that weird one. But, you know, again, I think the one factor is, is there's no Rodgers. So hopefully you don't get and those Rodgers calls anymore. Yeah, Jordan Love's not going to get those calls for some reason. <laughs> right. There's no but, way to tell specifically what it is that the referees would not give Jordan Love the same calls they give Aaron Rodgers. Right. But if you told me the game ended 34-31, like, without telling me who won, I'm like, yeah, I could see that happening. Because for a lot of it, I mean, that is how Bears-Packers games end. It usually ends within a 10, like 10 points within 10 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Although you know there was there was there was moments you know in that second game last year where I felt like the Bears could have won but they didn't you know who knows why maybe it was just me hoping on hope you know what I mean getting that little glint in my eye like it's gonna they're gonna do it like you know? <laughs> uh, well even at Soldier Field the, the Packers tend to get the Packers calls that's just how I know it's the NFL man it's just I mean, like you can gonna... tell like by, by the third quarter. I read the team pretty much quit. Right. And that, that was a big thing last year too, was that that team had a lot of quit in it. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if that's because if that came from like, Hey guys, remember we're just pump the brakes a little bit. We're playing for the number one pick. Cause a lot of people think that that's what happened. You know, maybe um, they, they, they could have beat the Eagles at that game. We went to. Right. I, 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 they were pretty close in that Bills game. And I mean, and if you look at Justin's numbers against good teams last year, what was it? Like he threw like 11 touchdowns and only one interception mm-hmm. in, against those teams, teams that went to the playoffs. 
And I and I love how everyone's like, well, he's just not very good against good teams. Like he had a great numbers against good teams. So what is it? They're not playing to his, you know, because like the Eagles were on a hot roll when they played the Bears in December that last year. You know, they weren't they were they were rolling through the rest of the season. And you know, Justin Fields still gave him his best. You know what I mean? We saw it. Like, you know, he did not slouch. There's no like I don't buy the whole like, oh, you know, he's only so good. Like, no, he to me, in most cases, he's proved he can elevate his play to the other opponents. You know what I mean? But Whereas, he's just one man. Right. But, but that's my but that's a good point, too. Like, what more can he do besides be as good as he can be? If he throws three touch three touchdowns, are you going to be mad because it wasn't four because they still lost, even though it was blown coverage by the defense that caused that last touchdown? Like. You know, I, I think that's another thing too. Like, what are your reasonable? Not, not, I'm not asking this more of a rhetorical, but like, what are your reasonable expectations for Justin Fields? Because to me, it's like some people, if he's not, if he's not an MVP caliber candidate every single game this season, they're already ready to throw in the the new kid, Tyson Bajan. It's like you don't even know if this little asshole is any good. Like. Just, <laughs> Just because he was good in the preseason, how many preseason Romeos have there been for the Bears? And I will say Romeo because it always ends up in death when they give the guy the fucking ball. You know? Yeah, we, we've but, seen enough Tanner Gentry's to last a lifetime. But, dude, there's still people on the Bears sub who think the Bears gave up on Tanner Gentry too early. Not, like, not one second soon enough for me. Yeah. But like Caleb Haney and like Connor Shaw and all these Henry Burris, these backups that have great preseasons, and everyone goes, "Well, if this guy doesn't work out, we got the new guy." It's like, come on, man. There's a reason why. There's a reason why this guy, you know, went to you know, went to Wyoming Tech over here. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason because that was the one school that offered his major. But that's all that's there's okay so there's two reasons why he went to that school. <laughs> just like you know, you want there are people that do are I mean and I hate to be that, you know, but there are people out there on the internet that are rooting for Justin Fields' failure. So they can just hand hang the thing that just says I told you guys. I told you he was just a running back. And it's like, I really hope Justin has a pretty great season and just like he, he doesn't waste his time telling people to fuck off because I'll do it for him and I'll do it for free. That's what we're here for, Justin. That's what that's what this show's here for. And this show's going to change its name to the Justin Fields Fuck You podcast featuring Nico and Chris. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And with eternal possible guest Justin Fields. We will always keep the chair open for Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, Justin, if you're listening, and I know you are. Yes. We're not. We're not going to let this team Bubby Brister you. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Uh, I, I, that game. Uh, and, uh, and to those listening, there's this game on the um, internet um, through Pro Football Reference and that Pro Baseball Reference as well. It's called Immaculate Grid, and it's a, it's a Sudoku style like trivia game, and you have to guess who players are. So like. You know, it's like nine squares, you get nine guesses, and you have to pick the players that fit. So, like, you find a player that played for, like, one team and then played for another. So, it was like, it was the Chiefs and the Broncos. 
And I was trying to figure out who played for the Chiefs and the Broncos. And I, honest to God, thought Bobby Brister, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, who that was, was it? Day. Um, who's the player that I ended up with? I think it was... Oh, hell, who was it? I think it was like Jamal Charles or something like that. I never would have got it. It was one of the, the guesses I messed up on. I got eight out of nine. So it was it was pretty good, Dave, but that was the only one I couldn't get. And then it does tell you, like, the answers. So, like, you can click and see how many players played for both teams. And, like, you look at the quarterbacks, you're like, Steve DeBerg. Like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, that was way <laughs> off. God. There's a baseball one, too, that I play. These games are free, by the way, so they give you a new puzzle every day. Um, the baseball one, oh, God, I, I – the baseball one, I, I have a little bit easier time. And while I think I'm this huge football fan, the football one is really difficult because when you think about it, like think about yourself as a football fan, you really only know the named players on most teams except your own. You might know – everybody else on the team that's your favorite team you know what i mean yeah so that football one gets really difficult when you don't because like there are guys who are like like unless like for example like one of the one of the repeat answers is like ryan fitzpatrick because he's been on a million teams or like josh mccown quarterback who's been on a ton of teams but then you think like well how many teams has you know you know, um, I'm trying to think of like a name, uh, uh, like, oh, how many teams has Randy Moss been on? Well, it's like, well, he's on the Vikings and the Raiders and the Patriots, but then he's like, he's also been on the Titans too. It's like, well, shit, I didn't know he was on the Titans. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that either. Yeah, apparently his final year he was. Um, so there's like a lot of times where like you're like, man, who played for the Vikings and the Titans? You're like, I don't fucking know. And then you look at the possible answers, and it's like. Randy Moss. You're like, get the f- really? But yeah, the football one's a lot more difficult because, like, unless, like, you know, because football teams do run so deep, you know, 50 man rosters and stuff. And like, after a while, you're like, God dang, who did play for these teams? Oh, but Bubby Brister, yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, hope he's doing well. <laughs> Probably sells real estate somewhere yep. in Florida or something. Bubby, if you're listening, chairs open. Cheers! Uh, come on by anytime you want. Uh, we, we we will have food. I know that's something you're interested in. Uh, people should be interested in food. It's a great idea. You know, it's a great thing. Um. So yeah, that. Uh, I guess that's where I'm going to finish off. Is that you know it's okay to you know have your expectations be lowered, and if you want them higher than high, then go for it. But just remember, this is still like. This is still a three-win team until they win four games. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. A, yeah. This is still a three-win team until they win the fourth. You know, until they win four games total. So, you know, the, it's another it's another year, a rebuild. And I don't think the Bears as a franchise have said otherwise, like, well, we just expect the playoffs. Like, they're still developing guys. They're still integrating systems, you know, that just – they're saying all the buzzwords to let everybody know, like, we're still practicing, but, you know, then, you know. So, I think um, I think it's cool, you know, it, it, it's fine if you cool your jets just a little bit, but, you know, 
it should be a fun season regardless. And I mean, if Justin Fields is as good as he was last year, if he's better, if he's better, I mean, it's going to be a fun season. I think, you know, because I don't remember enjoying games for a team that was that bad record wise ever in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most of the time it, it becomes a fucking slog. So anyways, until Sunday and America's game of the week, you know what that is. Packers at Bears, the game we've all been waiting for. Oh, that was wo- like 10 years we've been waiting. Dude, I swear, since pretty much since the clock struck zero on that Houston and Indianapolis game where the Bears got the number one pick. Like we've been just like clamoring. I've been doing nothing but waiting for the for the season to start again. I, I remember telling somebody, I was like, I have nothing to do till September now. I mean, like, not that I don't have anything to do, but it's just like, oh, like, why do I have to wait nine months now? Like, <laughs> I just want to see them again. Like, you know, I just want to see what happens. But that's okay. Let the momentum build up in you, and then you just throw up a little bit once the game actually starts. <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> Like, uh, right now the weather is, I think it's going to be like, yeah, 70 degrees and sunny. That's what the weather's looking like for, for Sunday. So no repeat of the monsoon like last year, although that would be pretty fucking (laughs) kick-ass. Especially with the same result. Oh my God. I don't give a shit what anybody says. That was probably... That was probably one of the funnest games I've ever watched as a Bear fan. You know what I mean? Just to see them just fight back and win against a team that ended up going to the NFC Championship game. That's so wild. Right? And it wasn't even with the guy. They don't even have the guy that was the starter last year. They traded him to the Cowboys. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. Trey, Trey Lance is no longer with the San Francisco 49ers. He is now a Cowboy. Oh, that's right. I told you when the when the when the trade happened. That's right. Um, yeah, Brock Brock Purdy's the guy now. He is the starter, and Mister Insignificant. Yeah, it, it's it's wild, man. It's wild. And what's you know what's really fucked up is last year I got pissed off at the at the football media for boasting Trey Lance before that Bears game and talking about. What expectations? I'm like, dude, I'm like, Justin Fields is still on this team, on the Bears. Like, there are expectations for him, too. But everyone had just kind of resigned the fact that, you know, he was a pace guy. He was a naggy guy, and they weren't going to keep him, which I guess is fair because they didn't know if he was going to be any good or not. Right. Like, it was all just, oh, it's just Trey Lance. How good is Trey Lance going to be? And it's like, God. Like. You know, and that's happened. That happened the other day. Like, well, what's Jordan Love going to look like against the Bears? You know, what are the, you know, can, can he live up to the? It's like, dude, Justin Fields is still in this game. Like, it's not the Jordan Love show. I'm sorry. Like, you know, no one's been talking about Jordan Love for for the last year. They have, but only in the context of can he follow the success as the guys before him. Justin Fields is being asked to create something that the Chicago Bears have never truly ever had. And it's a franchise quarterback in the modern NFL. 
that's what he's being asked to do, whether he's being asked directly or not. You know, and that, that is the expectation. Yes. And I know the narrative is it's never happened before. So why should we expect this guy to change anything? And I get it. But I don't think the potential's ever been there like it had, like it is with this guy. You know, Cutler, we thought maybe could get that way because he had a lot of talent to to turn into possibly a a great quarter, a, a pretty great quarterback. Um, I never, as much as as much as I rooted for Mitch, I don't think I ever believed in him in that kind of sense. You know what I mean? Like I thought he was a nice player, but I don't think I ever thought he would ever be anything more than nice. You know, he he never felt like the guy, and that's a very specific case of looking at that draft class and be like, Jesus Christ! Right? Because like, because like, yeah, the the Sean Watson thing, and and then Patrick Mahomes, and but then you hear the stories where you know, Pace didn't even. Talk like you know. Granted, we know what's happened with Deshaun Watson since. Okay, we get it. Yeah. But at the time, he was a 22 year old kid who just got finished with his second national championship game in three years, and he won. He beat Alabama. He couldn't have been any hotter. And the Bears general manager is like, I'm not even going to speak to him. Like what? Like wow. Like, when you hear that part of the story, you're like, he was just that convinced that, like, Mitchell Trubisky was his guy. Like, it's, you know. He was looking for his Tom Brady. He wanted his diamond in the rough. Yeah, he want No, he really did. He really did. He wanted that Drew Drew Brees type of, you know, player. And because he came from New Orleans. So, it's like, okay, here's Drew Brees. And it's like, yeah, but Drew Brees was really good in college. Like, we don't even know if this guy was good (laughs) in college or not. He only played 12 fucking games. I mean, right. You know, like Drew Brees played a lot. You pluck him out of the pool to be a starting quarterback in the face of your franchise? Come on. Buddy, come on. (laughs) I just remember when. Ryan Pace, if you're listening, the chair's not open. Come on. Come on. Guy, fucking guy, come on. I know he works for, I know he works for Atlanta now. Um, they they just signed somebody to Is he trying to get Matt Ryan back. <laughs> they just signed somebody too who like was a former bear. Like I know Cordero Patterson's down there, but somebody else signed down there. And I was like, oh, makes sense. Pace, like Pace signing all his former guys. <laughs> he's calling up, he's calling up Kyle Fuller on the phone, like, no, your feet don't work, but you want to come down to Atlanta anyways. Like <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that should be. Should be a fun season. I'm I'm really excited that the NFL's back. It's gonna be over before we know it. So savor it, savor the 17 games, savor all the games you're gonna watch. Because you know, last year it was gone before we knew it. And I remember I remember just feeling like fuck, it's already Christmas, it's over already. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it, like it's fucking Christmas. So especially with the Bears being the first team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Like, well, they were out they were out like November 1st, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um and that's and I could say that because I'm a fan. So like don't don't hate on me. I, you know, this is my and yours. This is our podcast. We can we can besmirch the bears all we'd like. We can um, say whatever the heck we want. We can. And trust trust us, we will. Um, so yeah, I think uh, 
I think my point's been made, if not repeated and said a million times already. <laughs> Anything for me? Any final thoughts from you? No, Sunday's going to be dope. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, Season yeah. kicks off Thursday with the Chiefs and whoever the Chiefs are playing. The Leons. Oh, come on, Casey. Smoke them. <laughs> if they... Kelsey might be out. That, yeah, I know. He hyperextended his knee. But they still have Mahomes. Until I hear that Mahomes is dead, he's like I won't count that team out. You know what I mean? He's always going to be the guy that keeps you. If they lose that game, I feel bad for. I feel bad for you just because who you happen to be related to by marriage. <laughs> oh Lord, I don't. Want, and I mean, and we know some other people that are Lions fans, and it's just like I just I'll just turn off Facebook or something that day. You know, like, oh, uh, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> well, hey, it would have been super cool and believable if they weren't Rams fans two seasons ago, both of them. So. Well, yeah, it's that's also a good point. Yeah, yeah. it's the 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 bandwagon shit irks me to no end. <laughs> Can't help it. They gotta they gotta be there for their boo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, I will see you on Sunday. You will hear more of us on Sunday. And until then, that was the Nico and Chris Bears post-game wrap-up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. That was Chris. I actually tried ending the show like 11 minutes ago, but then you brought up a point, and I was like, no, let him, let him keep talking. <laughs> let, let him cook. Let him cook. The man's got, the man's got something to say. Um, please make sure to follow us on uh, socials at NNC Bearscast. And I'll start the Blue Sky account um, in a few days here. For those who don't like to use Twitter or X for a certain reason, which I understand because he has been fucking it up. And I, I do have to admit that the, the site is shit since he took over. Um, he who will not be named. Yeah, even if you, if you put all the political BS aside, it just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. It, no, that's, and that's my whole point. It's like the political stuff, like, oh, God, okay, that's annoying. But, like, at least make a site that fucking works, asshole. Um, oh, shit, I've just been banned. Um. <laughs> oh no! What will our twenty-four followers do? Oh no! Oh no! Brian Bentley, Brian, <laughs> we Brian, we're quick, still here. social. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the B Sky, and then maybe I'll start one of those Threads accounts on Instagram. That all the kids are doing or not doing anymore, and uh, we'll also be live from Burning Man because I'm sure we'll be able to go there. No problem. Did you yeah. see Chris? You see Chris Rock escaped from Burning Man? He, him and his friend had to hitchhike out of there. Him and Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were together, but it was – Diplo was also one of the people who escaped uh, Burning Man. Um, there was this picture of that – did you see that Jeep that was, like, stuck in the mud? Like, buried, yeah. And yeah, then the buried. mud hardened. Oh, my God. And I just went, the first place I saw it, I just went on there. I'm like, it's a Jeep thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> and someone's like, fuck you, man. They're reliable cars. I was like, clearly they are. You uh, know, the the tire covers for the Jeeps where it's like the J and then like two things the person likes, like the dog paws or the flip flops. Yeah. It should be the J and then two Jeeps stuck in the mud and then the P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Oh, that, that, that we, we've got to bankroll that. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, for that, until Sunday, bear down. Yes, Nico, bear down. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, that's the end of the episode, everybody. You can go home now. (laughs) No, you can't. You're stuck here. We're locking the doors. It's it's burning, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, then get caught at burning, man. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be his whole next special. It's just jokes about being stuck at Burning Man for 36 hours. I had to hitchhike out of that place with Diplo. I was going to suck somebody's dick like the fire festival. Um, <laughs> but okay. I just did it anyway. I just did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Goodbye. All right. That was fun. That was good. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Every time you say a quick one, we always end up going over an hour. I know. I was going to be like 20 minutes just so. Because I don't know if you got to go to bed early. Because I don't know if you're working out. Are you still working in Hammond, or are you uh, back out in Illinois? I'm in Hammond, but it's a six a.m. start, and they're closing the eighty west ramp off of sixty five tonight. So one down the street from your house? No, uh, the one further up north. How you actually get on the highway to go to like Chicago? Like the one for I sixty five? Yep. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? And they said two to three weeks. So, kind of that being a month. Yeah. Shit. That's probably not going to be till the end of fucking Halloween. They still have the 65 exit closed off a ridge over there. Like, go to get on 8094 or if you're going to hit the fucking toll road. Damn. That's insane. That's Indiana. God. Like, hey, what if every summer we just closed everything but don't actually fix any of the roads <laughs> that's a genius idea as it turns out it was not <laughs> oh man all righty well i'm gonna edit this episode down and uh, clean it up but yeah I'll, I'll, I'll post it up here in a few minutes I just chop off that first 30 seconds mm-hmm. fuck even leave this in who cares all right yeah <laughs> extra time yeah this is uh this is the dvd commentary right yeah now that we're showing our age (laughs) hey here's here's that thing that doesn't exist anymore it's like that uh yeah right it's like that uh that summertime episode of the simpsons where crusty's on vacation so they show classic crusty and he's like talking to like union bosses and stuff That's what this that's what this is. It's just like, oh, let's talk about trade unions for a minute. It's like, all right, like if you got two hours. <laughs> Classic crusty. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right. Good night, man. Yeah, you too. Bye.